This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is L.A. Sparks guard Alexis Jones. Alexis, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Happy to be on this podcast today. It took them some minutes to get it going, but we finally got it, and it's happening. We here, we live. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Appreciate you coming on. So, so let's just yeah. uh, let's just take it back. Going back to high school, like, what was your recruiting process like coming out of Texas? Um, my recruiting process was, um, I had a lot of a lot of colleges looking at me, different, always getting them calls every day. So just a lot of phone calls and always getting coaches telling me how good I was and how I could make the team better and how they wanted me to be a part of their team and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I see you were the third overall recruit uh, in the nation. You, could you even remember how many offers you had? Or is it like a uh, crazy? <laughs> uh, just about a lot of offers. Yeah. Just about probably from every school, just about. <laughs> so, I mean, the main ones that I really I looked into was Texas, Baylor, Duke, South Carolina was one of them, and Tennessee was one of my big ones too. So those are just the main schools that – I looked into and that I really had, I really liked, and I liked the coaches a lot. And another school was, was Penn State. I liked, the, I love the coach from Penn State. Yeah. So, so what was your ultimate decision that you picked to uh, sign with Duke? Uh, yeah, um, I signed with Duke because Duke was my dream school, and I always wanted to go to Duke. So, um, I just took the opportunity to go with my dream school, and I wanted to make a change. I wanted to be a difference play there and I wanted to go there and try to win a championship with that team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you had success there. I know your your sophomore year, you tore your, your ACL. Yep. So, I tore my ACL my sophomore year playing against Notre Dame. And then after that, after I tore my ACL, I found out that I did have a microfracture, so I had to come back and get another surgery with the other knee. And, oh, so you had to get, you had to get two sur- ACL surgeries? Yeah, I, no. Right. I had an ACL and then I had a microfracture. Oh, gotcha. So basically, I got it. I got my ACL surgery, and then right after I was rehabbing with my ACL, I went and got my microfracture. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And what what was that whole uh, recovery process like? Because I know that takes a while. Oh man, it was tough. Um, especially being a Duke, you know, there's a lot of heels and stuff. So, just the, the ACL wasn't too bad because you can you can walk Marion after two days, but the microfractures was horrible because I had to be no walk Marion for like a month. So that was just the hardest part. I couldn't like walk on it. I just had to crutch everywhere. So that was the hard part about it. But other than that, like. I went through my rehab and stuff with ease. Everything was, I just, I took everything so serious. And I really wanted to come back stronger than ever. So I took it all in like a positive manner. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then uh, you ended up transferring to Baylor. So what? how did that come about? Good. I transferred to Baylor because I wanted to be closer to my family. Yeah. I wanted to give my mom and my dad opportunity to watch me play more games and be a part of the action of being a part of the Big 12 because they couldn't be a part of the ACC a lot. They had to watch a lot of games on, on the TV or on a computer. So I wanted them to get an um, opportunity to watch it live and be there and direct to watch all the games. So that was why I decided to come back to Baylor. And I enjoy Baylor. I'm thankful that Baylor gave me another opportunity and to let me be there. It's a great program. And I enjoyed my life. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you, uh, 
I mean, you excelled at Duke and Baylor, but I mean, at Baylor, you were two-time first team uh, all Big 12. So what was it like to just like get accolades like that? Um, it was cool. Um, I had a great team. So I had a great team. I had great young players that was on there. I had great players who were older than me that was there too. So it was already a great system. So I just came in and did what I needed to do best and to just help the team out. I really wasn't worried about the, the accolades and stuff like that. No, like I'm honored to have those accolades, but I just tried to come in and do what I do best and try to win championships mm-hmm. yeah definitely now like growing up did you always want to be like a professional basketball player um i think me growing up i never dreamed to be just like a professional basketball player i always mm-hmm. wanted to just be good mm-hmm. so i just never dreamed of just being a professional basketball player coming from where i was coming from i just always wanted to just be good um i love playing basketball mm-hmm. so i just wanted to be super super good i didn't think about being a pro until i really like, I would say, like, really my junior year to really got to a point where I could be really, really good. So mm-hmm. my junior year, I realized, like, oh, okay, I could, I was kind of like, okay, I might be able to get drafted and I might really do something else or basketball. So that's when it became super serious for me, my like, my junior year in college. Gotcha. Did, like, uh, WNBA scouts, like, start coming to your games, like, during college? I don't know. I think they do. Yeah. My senior is when I really started noticing WBA scouts yeah. the most. Yeah. So my, by my junior year, I really didn't know. I really didn't really. I wasn't involved in it a lot. But my senior year, that's when I really figured, okay, like I can get drafted and I can go pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So you, so you uh, entered in the 2017 draft. You got drafted 12th overall to the Minnesota Link. Um, what, what was the whole draft day experience like? Oh, man. Did you have any idea, like, the link were going to pick you? No. Me and the link never talked, never connected. She never talked to me. So I never knew I was even going to go there. Oh, that's crazy. That's great. I keep on hearing. That's almost like the same thing when I interview a lot of WNBA players. They say, like, the team that they get drafted by, they didn't even talk to. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know uh, your rookie season, um, you guys won the WNBA championship, so... I mean, what was that like just being a rookie and then you win it all your first season? Oh, man, it was great. It was amazing. It was a dream come true. Most of the time, you don't really know choose that moment, but a lot of, like, when you, once you get into the league, you realize how hard it is to really go to the finals and how long it takes people to really go to the finals. And when they go to the finals, it might be their first finals and their last final of their career. And some people don't never go to the finals. So... It was amazing for me to have that experience. I was with amazing vets. I learned a lot from them. So I was just happy for that opportunity. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you next. What what did you uh, get to learn from, like, Lindsey Whalen and uh, Renee Montgomery? Um, I learned a lot. I learned, learned to communicate and just the game flow, the way they run the team, and the, the way they talk to people, the way they direct on the court, and the different things that they were, like they were different players and how they just played their game and how comfortable they were on the court. So I learned that it all takes time to learn and that you're not going to learn everything overnight. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, 
like during this offseason you're traded to the Los Angeles Sparks so did you have like any idea you were on like the trading block or did it just like was it just random um it was kind of random it was kind of surprising at first so but I kind of knew like a couple of days before the draft that I was going to happen Definitely, you got a, you guys. I know you guys got a stacked team over there in LA, and uh, and Derek Fisher's your coach. What what's it like to have a former NBA player as your coach? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and you being a point guard, is he teaching you like a lot of uh, stuff that you never knew? Gotcha. I know it's still early in the season, so do you have any goals you set like before the season? You played overseas or no? Um, I did, but not really this year. What was uh, like your overseas experience like so far? Um, take it, take it the for me. But Israel has been a good place for me right now. Um, Israel has been basically the city for me. I've been, I enjoyed it a lot. It's just Israel has been where it's at. It's beach there. Freedom. Yeah. They let you do what you want on that court. They love me there. So Israel has been my spot right now for me. Gotcha. What about what? Are, what are your thoughts on the the rebranding with the new logo and the new jerseys and stuff? Um, can't complain. I'm happy that the leaders is showing that they're trying to change. They're trying to yeah. build women's basketball and they're trying to grow it the best way they can. And if change is what they need to do, they're willing to make that change and effort to try to grow this women's game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's moving in the right direction for sure. And what what advice would you give to like a little girl that wants to make uh, the WNBA? Just keep working. Don't overthink it. Don't think too hard about it. Um, just keep doing what they're doing best, and that's going to work everything out for them. If this is what they want to be, keep making people believe and keep dreaming, and dreams do come true. I like that. I like that. So are you ready, you ready for some fun questions? They're going to go from average to savage. Let's go to the fun questions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What, what's, your, what's your favorite kicks to play in? What's my favorite kicks to play right now? The James Harden. James Harden. My favorite kicks, so they feel comfortable. My feet, they're, they're the best right now for me. All right, you got you got like crazy color waves. Um, James not really have crazy color waves, 
Nuggets one? something uh, that people don't know about you? Listen, I like fashion and I like to cook and what, I plan your... on starting a non-profit soon. Alright. What's your favorite uh, food to cook? Oh, I could cook this, this amazing pasta. I don't know what it's called, but I looked it up. <laughs> but I may, I may have to get myself a name for it, but it goes like chicken and broccoli and then I put some You said you want to start a non-profit? What kind, what kind do you, what do you want to do? Um, I'm doing a non-profit with a lot of different things right now. So right now I'm trying to just get it started, but I want to get it to where basically I can give back to just all different type of kids and parents mm-hmm. and families and just help different kids out that don't have the opportunity or really are not that interested in like playing sports and stuff like that. Just giving like kids something to do. So starting a non-profit with just a lot of different things. Maybe give kids like play at the beach, like have, maybe have a barbecue at the park where we got jumpers for them. Like maybe do it in urban or basically maybe have a basketball camp or basketball clinic for different kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Maybe do, I want to do disabilities for like, like kids that are in wheelchairs and I want to do stuff for like single moms. And so I have a different variety of what I want to do within non-profit. Yeah, that sounds dope. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me on there. Thank you, Paul.